0: RadioInfluence.com
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with
0: Frankie
2: Val on the Drooms and
1: beans. You know, a lot of people have said they really don't like when I say beans. Maybe I'll change it. Beans.
2: And, you can say, and beans.
1: I could say a lot of different things.
2: You, you could say, you, could just, you can soften it up a little bit.
1: <laughs> you know, like, I've seen a whole lot of comments lately about possums under our chats.
2: Oh, uh, why? Did somebody tell you what happened over here lately?
1: No, did something happen? <laughs> no.
2: Uh, you, oh, I thought you knew.
1: I had no idea. Did you have another run-in with a possum, Frank?
2: Oh, uh, I i i found him we found him we found where he lives it was under the porch right by the door to the basement where i'm sitting right now and so there's many mornings that i was only about eight feet from him and i didn't know and his name lauren gave him a name months ago called him winston and i uh i i has i've been able to make uh contact with them a couple of times in the last few months and i've been working through things and i just i just i find them very disgusting creatures i I understand that everything has a place in nature and but i just i don't know you're you're talking about talking about a lot of things going on here and uh and (laughs) i had i had a when i found him i said okay well lauren told me well i I wasn't gonna tell you, but I said, don't you, tell me what? And she said, well, I saw him walking toward the basement steps and he had a bunch of sticks and leaves in his tail. I didn't know that they can use their tails like another, like an arm. I said, what are you talking about? Like he's building a nest and he's walking toward the basement steps? Why wouldn't you tell me that? That means he's down, he's downstairs. So I, uh, I called up my buddy, Matt. Oh no. And he set a he set a trap, and we got him within a couple of hours. He's just down there. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. And uh, but we we brought him. We had him brought to a a uh, a nature reserve, and he's out free with all the other possums now. He'll be back, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, don't have to don't have to deal with that for a little while.
1: Frank, in case the audience doesn't know, hates possums.
2: It's just like a ro- it's a rodent thing. It's a rodent thing for me. I had a, a particular thing with uh, possums that has really spun out of control. It's all irrational. Um, um, and I've had to block a lot of people out there uh, uh, who th- who think that they're, they're being cute and they know me in some kind of respect where they can actually play around with my disgusts and send me pictures and stuff. And they've probably been sending me email for years and uh, thinking that I'm reading them, but I just don't see them anymore but that's just one of those things. <laughs> so th- that was it. We had him evicted uh early last week and that was the big story. So I, maybe that's, that's why they That's probably
1: were. why we're seeing all these comments about possums under the I'm like what are these people trying to do? Are they trying to be excommunicated from the Dark Delight podcast? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right. He's wa- in a
2: better he's better place. He's in a better place. He's he's in the woods.
1: Okay. So Winston's gone.
2: Yes, Winston's gone. Uh, Lauren says that, I hope it wasn't Marge. So said, Whoa, "What are you talking about? Who's Marge? Well, it could be his wife. What? So we'll see. We'll see if there's
0: more.
1: Okay. Monday show, we were talking, everybody loved it, by the way. We were talking about a whole bunch of different topics. Um, a lot of esoteric things. We played Tucker Carlson telling everybody about how aliens are real and... We did you ha- see?
2: Did you see Tucker Carlson's uh, candid videos that Media Matters thought was actually going to hurt him? You
1: know what? We'll start there if you want. I've got them. I've got them lined up for today.
2: <laughs> I just, I just think it's funny on Media Matters' end that you showing showing uh, authenticity. We'll get her now. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous! It's Everybody's so Everybody's like,
1: "Yeah, Tucker, we hate him too." I said on top of the Media Matters one. There have been many times that I've sat in the privacy of my own home and said that exact thing to Media Matters after they have libeled me in an article. It's happened several times, and I'm like, "Tucker, now I'll just send them this. We'll we'll play it. Hold on. Before we get into the uh, update from Sat from from Monday and the rest of the really serious stuff, um." I have Tucker and media matters and, and censors. And you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to. uh, Well, while
2: while you're looking for something, I can, I can fill up the time with something else.
1: I got it. But what do you, what do you want? Okay, go ahead.
2: Go ahead. I'll wait for the afterwards.
1: Um, now I'm all nervous. Okay. Hold on. Here it is.
0: Hey, media matters for America. Go fuck yourself. That's the first thing I want to say to them. Hey,
1: that's a little short excerpt of it, but the, the rest of it is even better in my opinion. Did you see the rest of it?
0: Yeah. Like when you saw Morgan? You wouldn't? Okay. I'm not, oh, yeah. you know what? I'm not qualified on that score, I will say. I thought his girlfriend was kind of yummy. Just kidding. Just kidding. Cases is being pulled off the bird. Yeah, the bird. Hey, media matters for America. Go fuck yourself. That's the first <laughs> thing I want to say tonight. Second, he's you know, totally kidding. Yeah, that's I the best know part what his right girlfriend looks He's like. speaking did, for
2: tens and tens of millions of people when he says that. Yeah. And like, oh, 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 Who is that going to hurt, especially now that he's already. I know they're saying that this is a part of the reason why he was let go to get out of here. We get glimpses into the maniacal behavior. Of people like Lawrence O'Donnell all the time. I mean, you're telling me that that little glimpse into the hammer problem over at Lawrence O'Donnell's studio was just a one-off, that he's not an absolute monster? That
1: was terrible listening to that. And and this guy, he's just real. I mean, he's just Tucker. Like, he's authentic. He's the exact same way that he is on television. That's why they don't want him anymore. Can't have authenticity out there. That's bad. Yeah. Very bad. Um, What did you have before we did this?
2: Oh well, no, I was just going to talk about the uh, the the really uh, amazing observations that are available for everybody to be had with with how community notes are changing the world oh, on Twitter. Oh yes. I mean I, I, it's it's gone above and beyond with a lot of things I saw that Media Son, he was the first one that really got destroyed by trying to talk uh, and explain away and demean Bill Maher for asking a really reasonable question about crime statistics in this country because you can't do it, and he got destroyed by community notes and, and then all he his had.
1: Tweet about community notes was community yeah. noted with the truth about what he was saying about Exa- community it... notes.
2: <laughs> and, and then this morning, I wake up and I see that um, that uh, Randy Weingarten, the the head of that big teachers union, that was integral in keeping children out of school during the the lockdowns and all that stuff integral in driving policy. And she's now suddenly saying, We wanted them in school and we didn't we knew that remote learning wasn't good and, and she's going back on everything she's saying. Well, she has gotten she has gotten the uh, the community notes treatment as well in such a huge way. Um She's talking about uh she got uh, Weingarten is misrepresenting her prior positions. She called attempts oh, to reopen. I have schools. that
1: clip up right now.
2: Reckless, callous, and cruel. Uh, and a few other things there too. I had spoken about this when she when she recently was in front of Congress or something. And the the community knows, though, if there's any ever reason, Tracy, all I'll say is this we have heard these people say, I'm leaving Twitter. Or I'm leaving the country for one reason or another for a long time. If there's ever a reason that these people actually really do start leaving Twitter, it's because the community notes. Because if, if they are actually, if this is getting footnoted on every lie they have been able to say with impunity for so many years, they, they really will take their, Take yeah, their they won't be able elsewhere. to lie
1: with impunity and you know exactly. the greatest thing is is that community notes wasn't created by musk it's just being used the right way now i um i am on the quote community note review team where i go i go i can you know rate notes and create notes myself you can apply to be on it and you need to just be approved to do it and i'm on that team and i i do the random ones too just to like rank up your score because you have to build up a score to be able to like actually have an impact and what they do is they take they they the way they weight it is is so that there's no bias in it by the algorithm that does it so that was i think that was a change to be honest well
2: i mean with the media son thing it is it's really it's fascinating to watch them struggle in the follow-up tweets about how um it's it's biased and that the community notes has become a racist dog whistle because there is literally nowhere to go. When you talk about, for example, crime statistics, when he was trying to say that whites uh, primarily uh, murder whites, blacks primarily murder black. This is not a black issue. It's like, no, no, you don't understand. You're, you're running from an issue here. People inside of their particular racial demographics, when you look at the murder rates, they, by and large, kill each other, everybody. We're talking about per capita. And he could not get away from that stuff. Now, when we start going on intra murder statistics, uh, there's something completely inexplicable. That's why Mediasan did not go there. But but he even he tried to twist this one thing into something that he could use. And I'm sure that they've been able to do that for so I- long.
1: I have and it on just, uh, I have it on the screen now. If he he says if you had any doubt about community that community notes has become another weapon of the right on Musk's Twitter. See the BS community note added to my Bill Maher clip after MAGA folks demanded it. It makes a point that is irrelevant to the one I'm making regarding it, interracial. It's totally re-
2: It's totally relevant. It's the it's the point. Well, it's the actual point.
1: He says white pe- people kill other white people at almost the same rate black people kill other black people and yet you never hear anyone complaining about white on white crime. These are points of sage wisdom from Marr. They're classic racist dog whistles. And then underneath, it's community noted with the statistics, right? According to a 2019 FBI stats, there were 2594 white on white homicides and 2574 black on black homicides in 2019 white the white population in the United States was 60.1% of total population black was 12.2% thus the per capita murder rate was much higher in the black on black group
2: now now in hearing that and this is just the way it is where you have a group of people uh white Americans who are more than three times the size in population than the 12.2% black Americans who have only outmurdered each other by 20 people yeah. compared to the 12% population i mean that is incredibly astounding and there is nobody out there excusing white people murdering anybody that's the other thing here there's no there's not and, and there's no but there's no movements attached to this that are ignoring this and try- it, it's it's just it's just like uh they try they always try to reanimate the corpse
1: Well, underneath underneath his post about community notes being MAGA right-wing Twitter, it says community notes doesn't work by manipulating, doesn't work by majority rules. To identify notes that are helpful to a wide range of people, notes require agreement between contributors who have sometimes disagreed in their past ratings. This helps prevent one-sided ratings. So his note his tweet about community notes got community noted again fact checking his nonsense which he used to be able to just say with impunity
2: so eventually what's going to happen is they're going to have to make a choice all of their big they the big totally bad faith false statements that they know what they're doing they're going to have to make those big statements somewhere else And just keep to uh, basic rabble rousing on Twitter. They're gonna have to like post something like that to like a Mastodon or something, and keep keep the Twitter for I don't know one thing or another. I I don't. Well, they they have to prioritize where to post the lies because this is (laughs) this is going to be like oh I can't say that. It's it's really going to be a deterrent
1: unless they really believe it. In which case, they'll still say it.
2: Some will. Some do believe it. Others are trying to will it, but they they know what they're trying to do. They're out to accomplish a mission.
1: Well, they're failing. <laughs> they're failing. So, quick ra- recap before we get into the Flynn stuff that came out yesterday. Um, Monday, we did our show on esoteric stuff and we had a conversation about... Um, I quickly mentioned near-death experiences in, in, my, in my talk with everybody. And then... Um, somebody commented in our chat oh my gosh i didn't know that you were interested in ndes here's mine and put a link to their own near-death experience it was penny it was nurse penny and she's in the chat right now actually nurse penny is frank did you get a chance to watch it
2: no not yet oh my gosh
1: all i have to say is there have been a series of random not random Crazy experiences over the past couple days since I met Penny. I feel like I've known Penny my entire life.
2: You had a near-death experience?
1: No, I didn't, but Penny did.
2: Okay. I was talking about
1: another one that I had seen on TikTok or something.
2: You should watch my episode that I just did with Dr. Albert Taylor uh, last two Thursdays ago. I finally got him back after a couple of years, and he is, uh, as far as OBEs and NDEs, Man, oh man, it was an incredible show.
1: Put the link down. Send it to me. But Nurse Penny's in the chat. Nurse Penny will be on the show sometime this month. And we're going to go over everything. And Nurse Penny did not just have an NDE. And that's why she... Nurse Penny was like integral in saving thousands of lives throughout COVID. It's a bomb of a show. I can't even... She has a, a Rumble channel, Nurse Penny. Go see it. I can't even tell you how the last 48 hours of my life have been because I met Nurse Penny. It's amazing. It's 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 just meant to be. It's hard to explain. Penny can attest, I think. We've had some crazy stuff go on. In
2: just, in just the last 48 hours?
1: In just the last 48 hours. Like last night, for example, I did a subscribers only space, Frank, on Twitter. Because I have subscribe available now. And we do a space every week. So I did the space. And it wasn't supposed to be available for everybody. It was just for the people who subscribed to me. But the space crashed in the middle of it. So I had to restart the thing. I restarted it and I tweeted it out, but I accidentally tweeted it to everyone instead of just my subscribers. So I quickly deleted that. It was probably 15, 20 seconds it was up, maybe 30. And in that 30 seconds, like 10 people managed to irk their way in. And Penny came in accidentally. Like she didn't know what she was doing. She didn't realize that space is how it worked or anything. And she just clicked on it. But I sent out a broadcast for Penny after the show. Look, after the show on Monday, I said Penny Whitbroat, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, please forgive me. You were in our chat this morning, and you shared a link to your video. I must speak with you. If you see this, would you please send me an email? Right? I don't know who Penny is. I how am I going to find Penny? I whatever. Somebody took this and and DM'd her husband on Facebook. It's just amazing how the internet works. Anyway, Penny will join us, and she will tell her story, which she did last night. Generally. And um, it's going to be life changing for a lot of people. Yeah, it will. So let's get into the bullshit now.
2: The- All righty. That's what I. That's what I'm here for.
1: General Flynn files a lawsuit against the government, tort claim, malicious prosecution, of which she is clearly has a slam dunk case. The government actually. What are you giggling about over there? What?
2: Nothing. What? Nothing. You're a I'm just liar. Waiting. I'm, just wait, I'm just waiting to hear for the bullshit. I just want to hear the bullshit.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Our producer at the the radio station where our podcast ads, every time I email him now or text him to tell him their shows, he's like, what are the timestamps? He not know. Even... <laughs> I can't.
2: Uh, I've actually, you've actually been worse than I have. I
1: honest.
2: know. I've been very good.
1: I know. Okay. So, the government actually comes out and admits, Frank, that there was no predicate for them to start their investigation into General Flynn in the first place when they go to drop his charges. That Oh,
2: you is- mean you mean that you mean that uh, oh it's still early enough in the in the uh, the Trump administration to just send FBI over to the White House wasn't predicate?
1: No, that's it's- not predicate. That's Jim Comey and his huge ass ego trying to make his audience of seals clap for him that's what gotcha
2: gotcha I I thought that it's it's early enough to not apply the law properly was proper predicate okay I'll
1: um so where was I so the one of the key things that you need in order to win a malicious prosecution case is the government admitting that they didn't have a predicate to start your your investigation it's a slam dunk I mean It should be a slam dunk. So he files it in Florida where he lives, where he moved right after the pardon nonsense and all that stuff. And yesterday, before they even respond to the complaint, they ask for an extension of time. And the government says, "Um, we would like to change venue and we'd like to move this case to Washington, D.C.
2: Oh, my gosh. It's like they're they're like. They're like child molesters in in a white astro van with no windows. That's just, just what it is like the offering can to come come to Washington <laughs> DC. Can, can we So can we change Yeah, I can't.
1: So they, they it's just some it's just emotion, right? It's emotion. It's it's not decided. And I'll tell you why I don't think it will be decided in their favor. The judge has sole discretion to make this decision on her own. OK, there's nobody else that comes in and says, hey, judge, you should really move this case. Um, and if you don't, we're going to No, it's her decision. The, this is probably one of the weakest change of venue motions I've ever seen the government write in all the ones that I've read. OK, they tried every time. They, ins- they might as
2: well. They might as well have just said why. Like, they basically just, just have, did. Just been honest. Hey, listen, if... Uh, do you mind if we move this to Washington, D.C. so we can win it?
1: <laughs> against Look, against all, all odds. <laughs> first of all, th- moving it to D.C. is immediately and instantaneously prejudicial to the, to the plaintiff who brought the suit. It's not a criminal case. It's a civil case. The plaintiff has the choice of where venue is in a civil case. It's not like, it's not the same. So you have to fit a whole bunch of other criteria to get it to move, Moving it to D.C. And, and anywhere around D.C. is immediately prejudicial to the to the person bringing the the actual alleged tort re- violation happened in D.C. And that tort violation is malicious prosecution. It's not like, you know, I failed to put my seatbelt on, put it on, and then the cop pulled me over for not having my seatbelt on. Before, you know what I mean? It's not like anyway. So there's a couple things in here that I think stand out. Number one, they, they literally tell the judge, listen, even though you can um, you can adjudicate federal law in a federal court, which you preside in a federal court, a federal court in, in Florida, right? The judges in D.C., they just know this law better. They know it better than you. They do it every day there. You, we have to move the case up there because they know it better. You do not tell a judge that they don't know federal law. You do not tell a federal judge that they do not know federal law well enough to adjudicate a case based on federal law. Like, are they out of their minds? Then they say, all of the documents, because it happened there, all the documents are located there. So it would just be easier if we could be up in D.C. where the physical documents are located. (laughs) And then they footnote that by saying... They footnote that by saying that the United States acknowledges that this factor is usually insignificant as modern technology largely neutralizes traditional obstacles to providing relevant documents and access to proof, and thus only lightly weighs or slightly weighs in favor of transfer. But they make that a point in their actual motion. Okay, so you basically shot yourself in the foot there. Then they say all of the witnesses that, they, that that could potentially be called live in D.C. So it'd be easier for the witnesses to have to come if they could be closer to D.C. where they live. Witnesses like Peter Strzok and and James Comey, but they leave out a whole bunch of witnesses that don't live there at all. Like, for example, Donald Trump, who lives in Florida. Donald Trump could be called his witness. Mike Pence doesn't live in frickin' D.C. Sally Yates, I don't think, lives in D.C., there are some witnesses that are overseas, for goodness sakes. So.
2: I forgot about Sally Yates.
1: Sally Q. Yates.
2: I forgot about these. I forget. I'm forget. i starting to forget.
1: Sally Q. Yates. I've then, been away from
2: Neverland for so long.
1: Yeah. Then. Um. Oh, then. This one was great. And you guys can read the thread if you want the serious, like, serious fact by fact analysis. I'm just going over. Some stuff. It'll be out in an article form today. They then try to argue that Florida judges are too busy to have time to hear the case. So, Judge, you have too much on your plate. Why burden <laughs> yourself with this, too? <sighs> I mean, look at the, the you, D.C. Documents. You don't need
2: this. Let, let us handle this. Well, you you don't. You, you shouldn't be doing this to yourself. Let us handle it.
1: <laughs> asinine. It's asinine. They put a big chart in here of the differences in filings between the D.C. Circuit and the Florida Circuit. And I'm like, I can't believe that they're actually doing it. First of all, the D.C. jurisdiction is so much smaller, in my opinion, than Florida. It's like this big, and Florida's this big, right? But they have thousands of backlog J6 cases they have to rule on and ruin everybody's life over. They don't have time for this. So, there's did that. Did you just
2: whisper something?
1: Unbelievable! I did. I said. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Why? Do I you thought think it was going nuts. There's a ghost in the in the house with you.
2: Well, it, it, it got quiet all of a sudden, and I just heard like these little little sounds. I said, what the hell? What's happening? I'm doing my best, Joe Biden. Yeah, something like that. But, but it, it's, I couldn't hear it. Oh. I couldn't actually make it out. So. Sorry about that. Yeah,
1: I was 20, nervous. Twenty-two pages. Oh, then this one. (laughs) Because all of the acts and omissions underlying plaintiff's claims occurred in the District of Columbia, and 10 of the 11 key non-party witnesses are located within the subpoena power of the District of Columbia, the availability of process to compel witnesses, the convenience of the witnesses, the locus of operative facts the forum's familiarity with the governing law, the location of sources of proof, and the interests of justice factors all weigh in favor of transfer to the DDC. Given the relative means of the party's factor is neutral and upon information and belief, plaintiff is often absent from the Middle District of Florida because he has a house in Rhode Island, I guess, and they say that he's never in Florida. I can tell you that I, from, I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true. Um... The convenience of the party's factor also favors transfer. The only factor that possibly weighs against transfer is plaintiff's choice of venue because he gets to pick where he brings his own damn lawsuit. But the factor is entitled to less consideration in this case, given that none of the acts of remissions giving rise to his claim occurred in the Middle District of Florida. And plaintiff didn't even move to the Middle District of Florida until after the operative facts had occurred. If under these circumstances, the initial selection of the forum was the deciding factor in the court's consideration, courts would never need to take into account the other interest and factors necessary to an informed decision. The United States thus respectfully submits that the plaintiff choice of forum is clearly outweighed by other equitable factors the court must consider, and this action should be transferred to the District Court of D.C.
2: They should make me the judge.
1: Oh, that would be Lovely.
2: I would love to, tra- to transfer it to, to my courtroom.
1: What would you do, Frank, if you had the, the, the Flynn malicious prosecution case?
2: I'd just throw it out.
1: <laughs> throw it out?
2: I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Uh, oh, oh, him. Oh, to hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. i said say, <laughs> oh, you know, you, you're right. Uh, government, I want you to pay this man $15 billion.
1: <laughs> Take the next tranche of Ukraine money and send it to General Flynn, please. Thank you
2: yes and also i uh, i'm ordering i would find a way to make an order to shut down the entire federal government through a michael flynn civil truck case i would i would find a way as a judge to, to overseeing a civil case to make the federal government shut down completely that's part of it give him 50 billion dollars and, and i'm shutting uh,
1: down the government
2: Shutting <laughs> up, government's gone. No more government. Goodbye.
1: I am shutting down the government. So that's the Flynn case update. Missouri v. Biden quickly. Frank at 9:02 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. Missouri v. Biden, landmark, groundbreaking civil liberties case, biggest of our our modern times. Um, when Missouri and the rest of the plaintiffs sued. Over this, they sued offices in their official capacity. So they would sue Jen Easterly in her official capacity as director of CISA and whoever other like if they were suing Garland, it would be in his official capacity as AG, not him, him personally, him in his official capacity. So they're suing the office. Right. So Uh there's a a filing yesterday, a notice that comes out. Um, It's the government and they're saying, hey, guys, um, we're just going to let you know there's a bunch of substitutions of your witnesses that we need to tell you about. Um, All these people, six pages worth of people that are intimately involved with the Missouri v. Biden suit have all been fired and replaced by new people. I mean, Eric Waldo, who is the Surgeon General's number two, like the the second most important person under Vivek Murthy, fired after his deposition. I mean... Usually, that's so that when you sit these people down and you say, Hey, person who replaced Eric Waldo, why did Vivek Murthy schedule this interview or this meeting with Twitter to tell them what they should and shouldn't post on Twitter? And the person can say, I was before I was here. I have no idea. Right. Right. And you think that that would work. Usually it does, but not in this case. It's already been tried with Jen Psaki. So Jen Psaki makes all these comments about how she wants to censor everybody on social media and saying how if they're censored on one platform, they should be censored on all the platforms. And if these social media companies don't get it together, we're going to have to take a serious look into Section 230 protections. Basically saying, I'm threatening you, you bitches. If you don't do what I say, you're going to be in deep shit. Damn it. This, Yeah, well, the, the,
2: the 230 thing, that's another thing that keeps... I keep wanting to get more clarity on. Um, I know that we did a show on this before. We had a guest on with who was I forget his name. Jason Fick. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I I'd love to circle back around to the whole idea of two thirty and Mm and and what is what would actually be a good a good addendum or if there is anything to change or if it really is just a matter of again applying the law and what are you going to do pass a law to compel people to follow the law and and not um and not have your corporate culture dictate what you're going to what you're going to uh, to, uh roll out as policy to to affect and uh, you know it's one of those things i would not be able to really talk about it at great depth and I want to be able to, because yeah. I know that there's, I know that there are those who attach still the idea of this internet bill of rights Ugh. thing that always made me feel eh. I don't know about that.
1: No. So, so just DM Jason on Twitter. He's definitely, definitely, definitely down to do interviews.
2: You think that we would talk about it more now. Um, but the, the chatter of two that was something that we were talking about almost every day. That was just in the background. Then, Twitter comes under new management. It's not perfect in any way, shape, or form, but I, I guess we've been appeased in some way and, and nobody's really discussing it anymore. So I'd like to revisit it sometime.
1: Well, DM him. Did you say circle back around to on purpose given that we're talking about Gensaki, or was that just an accident?
2: It happens. You know, it's a it's a phrase that is very useful. But she overused it and ruined it
0: for everyone, she so did. I'm sorry.
1: She ruined it for everyone, forever. Anyway, I say it too, sometimes. And then I add, I add her name at the end of it now, so I feel better. Um, but anyway, she said all that stuff, and then she left the press office. So it was in the middle of this lawsuit. So then the clown, who I have in a clip today, somewhere here, the clown comes in, and um, the cl- it's the clown's turn to answer questions and the clown, here she is. Let's listen to her yesterday, bumbling with uh, Peter Ducey, shall we? We'll listen to this real quick. This is the clown that replaced Jen Psaki.
2: When it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down by more than
0: 90%. Where did that number come from? It was I was speaking is telling us the number is I
1: hear you. I'm, I'm about to answer. people. More I'm about
0: to this answer you. Year so if you,
1: if you if the dramatics could come down just a little bit. The
0: dramatics. Uh, uh,
1: if the dramatics could come down a little What's bit. What's dramatic
2: about asking a question about Okay,
1: I'm go- I'm going to answer. So I was speaking to the parolee program. As you know, the president put in place a parolee program to deal with, uh, to deal with certain countries uh, on on ways that we can limit illegal migration. And we have seen the data has shown us that it has gone down by more than ninety percent. That was what I was speaking and to. Just, no, I'm, really we're great. we're gonna go. We're gonna move. Go ahead. Go ahead. Not go ahead. Okay. She's so not,
2: she's, not, she's not even trying anymore. I said this yesterday. She gave up. Uh, she she's not even trying anymore when they asked her about the uh the paternity thing with uh with with the, the crackheads illegitimate child ju- not talking about that when they asked her about this incredible not shocking for most of us Revelation about how uh, the CIA was meeting directly with uh uh Jeffrey Epstein when he already had his uh discount status, you know how they gave him a, a, a discount store sexual predator status yes. because they had to do something. Uh, the, the fact that he was meeting with the CIA head in 2014 under uh, Joe Biden and his boss. I mean, the, it, not talking about that. She is just giving up.
1: i I'm going to point out something completely different that I don't know if anybody's thought about, probably some people have. She had originally made an error in her press conference where she stood up at the podium and she, with a straight face, told everybody that illegal immigration is down 90%. She said that out of her mouth. Those words came out of her mouth in front of everybody, right? Yep. How vapid of a person do you have to be to knowingly state a falsity that is so ridiculous that any human being on earth would know it's fake and and be saying it with such a straight face that like so something's wrong with her inside she's broken she's broken that's,
2: that's called sociopathy she's a sociopath most of them are they go um they're unfeeling unflinching in their actions um they stick to the script in a very very rigid way uh, when the when the script runs out they just shut you down and they 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 call you a, a dramatic stop with the drama the hysterics that this and that well let's just let's cut down on the drama and all that crap they just throw they're they're sociopaths between that and the histrionics again hate to say it most of them are women they it is just a magnet it is a magnet. It, it, especially in DC, it is a magnet for this kind of sh- this kind of stuff. They are absolutely soulless.
1: You did good there, Frank. You caught yourself. Unlike me. <laughs> so Jen Saki is replaced by this one, this clown, and this clown says, "Oh, I have no idea what happened before me." I don't know. I don't know why she said that. We have no documentation to prove why she said it either. Sorry, guys, not sorry. And the plaintiffs in Missouri v. Biden were like, no, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Then we're going to go depose Jen Psaki directly. If you have no responsive documents or information as to why she said these things, we must talk to her directly, even though she's not in government anymore. It is a really outside the box, um, not often done in government with lawsuits thing, that when you leave your position, you're brought back in as a private citizen to talk about something you did in your office. It just doesn't usually happen. The judge granted the deposition of Jen Psaki, said, yeah, go ahead, depose her. They lost their damn minds. They went to the, the court in Virginia where she lives trying to stop it. That judge in Virginia took all of these high-powered government attorneys who were fighting on her behalf and Gensaki's attorney, Jeannie Ree, whose name should run ring a bell to everybody. And they, the judge destroyed these people and basically told them to sit down. You guys are out of line. The fact that you're even arguing this with this backass words argument is stupid. You have to stop it, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then they went to the appeals court above the Missouri district. And the are you okay? You good? Yeah. Okay. And the appeals judge said okay, we're going to give the government one last chance to produce responsive documents to this stuff about Jen Psaki. And if they don't produce, she's getting hauled in for a deposition. And we haven't heard about it since, but we've also got an updated complaint, uh, an amended complaint, and they amended this complaint to be a class action lawsuit, which means it covers everybody on, the, on in the country now. All American citizens are covered in this amended complaint, which... I was talking to someone yesterday and he kind of brought up a good point. If if we win this lawsuit, which I, I really do feel we will, and it goes to the appeals court and it survives there, which I really do think it will, and if it doesn't, it goes to the SCOTUS. At the SCOTUS, it's not going to, it's not going to fail either, because it is such a fundamentally wrong action by the government. And why, by the way, they have had to bring in the Restrict Act. Because if you read the restrict act, you'll know that all the things they're doing right now, hiding with these NGOs for censorship is what they put in the restrict act to be codified into legislation. So they know they're screwed and they can't hide it anymore. So they're going to have to put it into law so they can abuse us that way instead. That'll never stand either. But they, where was I even going with this whole point? I don't even remember. Um, I don't remember.
2: I'm, I'm wrapped. I'm waiting the 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 I, point was, the point, it was, it the a, point is it good. It was a good flow. Whatever. Yeah, I
1: know. I don't know where I was going with it though. I forgot. I'm. I need. I need some more of my uh, brain vitamins. But basically,
2: keep freestyling.
1: <laughs> basically, th- this this is not going to fly. I mean, Jensaki. Oh yeah, Jensaki hasn't had to come back because I think that they provided what was necessary in Discovery every step of the way. They've tried to get away with murder in this case, and they have been absolutely embarrassed by by courts. The, the appeals court in the Fifth Circuit is actually the same court that was involved in that whole Stanford judge attack where the, the the radical leftists tried to stop him from being able to speak into their law school class. An appellate court judge, one of the highest, most like amazing honors. These people should be wishing they clerk for people like this when they leave law school. Like It's like a golden coveted thing, and they're sitting there screaming him down so he can't speak as a form of protest. Um, That judge that was going to talk about all the topics that are in Missouri v. Biden is on the appellate court in the Fifth Circuit that will decide any appeal on this case. Hmm. I'm telling you right now, this case is something else. And, oh yeah, I was going to say this too. If we win this, then what's stopping me, who appears in the discovery... As a, as a name, from suing the government for whatever monetary damages have been brought against me because they censored me online and took away my right to access payment processors and everything else with my business. I'm going to sue them get, f- for millions, millions and millions of dollars.
2: I guess it would just be the location of the trial.
1: I mean, they might want to move it to D.C.
2: Exactly. That's where
1: the locusts of facts happened. The locusts.
2: If a crime was committed in Samoa, they would want it in D.C. I'm
1: telling you, the the very phone call they allege started the whole General Flynn thing happened when he was on vacation in, like, some Caribbean island. So it didn't even happen in the United States. It happened when he was away. With the Russian ambassador, who I don't think was here either. So, Stefan Halper was over at Cambridge. Come on, people.
2: Oh, that's another fat face I forgot. Mm-hmm. Another fat bloated face I forgot about. My gosh, where has the time gone? Where's the time gone? Mif- Joseph Mifsud.
1: Joseph Mifsud.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah, on the same vein as just what we were talking about. And then we could throw out all the Spygate names when we thought everything was just so horrible and couldn't believe what was happening. Fast Joseph
2: forward. Mifsud, that the hairy little meatball. He's gone. Still, still nobody's seen him? He's dead, probably.
1: He's not. I don't think he's dead.
2: He's, just, he's living in a cave in Afghanistan with bin Laden.
1: Maybe. You know his... It, okay. On the same vein, Jim Hoft, Jill Hines um, is suing, and Jill Hines are suing the Stanford Internet Observatory, the Board of Trustees of the Leland Stanford Junior, Junior University, Kate Starbird, Grafica the Atlantic Council and the Atlantic Council Digital Forensic Research Lab for monetary damages because of the role they played in censoring. And guys, I have the complaint here. It's brilliant. It's America First Legal that's representing. They detail everything in here. And I'm just saying, I have this up here too for everybody. Um, there's a thousand something pages attached to this complaint and, and they tell you what they're doing. These organizations like the devil and vampires must tell you what they're doing before and after they do it. They tell you the laws they're breaking. They tell you how evil they are. They have to tell you and they do. We just don't read it all the time. But I have some good news too though. Great. Well, all of this has been good news, really. I don't think any of it's been bad news. Remember we had Nurse Sarah on to talk about the Forsyth um, lap dance? Yes. Their, um Adam, intrepid reporter for Uncover DC, Adam Adam Carter, traveled to the board meeting, the school board meeting in Forsyth, North Carolina, to attend it. And um, there is a criminal investigation pending in this lap dance incident. And there is a misspelling, I believe. No, there's not. Um, yeah, there is a criminal investigation pending against the drag queen and any mandatory reporters. The way We don't know exactly who they're investigating yet, but I'm going to assume that any mandatory reporters that were around while well, this man sat on this 14-year-old young woman and put his penis all over her The mandatory reporters that were cheering it on should be held criminally liable also. Yes. Just terrible. So that's going on. And you guys can listen to the clips of the school board meeting where the parents stand up. They're all here um, in the article. And Adam did a fantastic job with this. So everybody give Adam a pat on the back in the chat while he's not doing something to piss you off.
2: Thanks, Adam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then, what else do I else? have?
2: What else you got for us, Tracy? Oh,
1: I've got so much stuff. I had, oh, this is great. Have you heard about these kids? Harry Jissen or Sisson or whatever his name is. Harry Sisson is his name. These young Gen Z kids who think that like they're paid by the DNC through their yep. PR yep. company. I'm going to play him.
2: There's, there's, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them that just came out of absolutely nowhere. They're spasmodic. They are – they're, they're I don't know. It's so – I hate to use the word cringe because I don't want it to be cliche. There's a cringe element to it. But there is a spasmodic just I, – I don't know. They're so spazzy. And they, they think that they're making good points – like you know how how you, you kind of wince whenever that David Hogg stick insect would say something it is is th- – they're so much worse than David Hogg was
1: I've I've got a 30 second clip of their their frantic lunacy which my daughter tells me flat out she's like I need to start doing videos to counter this nonsense trash that's going on um I mean-
2: just, they, 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 That whole generation is going to have to work it out because it's it's not going to be uh, for, until another generation after them that maybe we have a shot at doing something special. Look, so they, they better start.
1: She's ready to go. I mean, I, I told her, you want a platform? I've got one built in for you. Just start. Here, here he is.
0: The choice for the 2024 presidential election is already clear. We have President Biden, who's a good man, he's passed historic policy, and he cares about the American people. But what do the Republicans have? Donald Trump, the disgrace, twice impeached former president who's been indicted, he tried to incite an insurrection at our Capitol, he tried to overturn a free and fair election. Yep. Yeah, let's stick with common sense and not conspiracy. Let's stick with fact and not fiction. And in 2024, we're going to re-elect President Biden and we're gonna finish the job.
1: I saw the clip where someone just pulled out his breath. Maybe I can find it.
2: What job is going to get finished? You spaz.
1: The destruction of America.
2: Let's finish the job. <gasps> what, what job? What are you talking about? Twice impeached. You know what? The, you know what that means? Means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. But it means everything to people who don't know what planet they're on. My gosh. Now he, he I'm shut actually off going his to comments.
1: have He shut off his comments.
2: I'm going to have a I'm going to have a conversation tonight about voting rights again. Um uh that's going to be one of the main topics uh, cuz I I think we're past so much and I am not afraid to say it. I think that very few people should be allowed to vote. And um and one of the main barriers to entry should be age. No younger than 25 years old. That's one of the main barriers to entry. I think less and less people should be able to vote every day. It has nothing to do with race, it has nothing to do with anything external. But uh, and obviously, like I said, because we're so far in the weeds here, it's all—it's a purely hypothetical situation. You're not taking anybody's voting rights away. That'll be this. This. This is the uh, the hell we're going to live live in until it we'll all throw- just collapses.
1: Th- this was the first video that that we saw, and he's shut off replies and removed everything from underneath because he's been absolutely torched. But here's him and his little friend.
0: Republican Party doesn't understand about Gen Z is we don't like you. You claim you want to appeal to Gen Z, but you call us stupid, you say we're dumb, you say we're indoctrinated. I promise it's a losing strategy. And Gen Z is watching the Republican Party extremely closely as they destroy our environment, take rights away from women, do nothing about kids being shot in schools. And if they think they can give the middle finger to our generation and get away with it, they're sorely mistaken.
1: Look at these idiots. This is what they were-
2: you're giving the middle finger to your own generation. I mean, you uh, like, I, I I used the analogy again last night. They are the morons on the top of the buildings welcoming the aliens and Independence Day. They're not going to, we're, we're gonna, we're all going down together, my, 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 my little lambs, my cute little lambs. We're all going down together. The only issue is yeah, here just is.
1: The right way- that, go ahead. Sorry. That, that,
2: that when we go down, they're just not gonna know why. Yeah they're just not going to know why and because they have been trained to only say one thing over and over again. Republicans, the GOP, Republicans, the GOP. They're
1: like that alien sugar water.
2: It, it, it's, <laughs> that's it. The, the only difference between us is you're not going to know why. So, there you
1: go. Um here we go. This is CJ Pearson, a conservative young man.
0: What's up, guys? I'm Harry Sisson and Joe Biden is absolutely the best option come twenty twenty four any the options are so obvious. Why? Because despite record high gas prices, record high inflation, and honestly, an entire country that's absolutely gone to shit in just two short years, Joe Biden is absolutely incredible. And no, I'm not getting paid to say that. That's just a right-wing conspiracy theory. Despite the fact that FEC records show that I was paid more than $200,000 just to make this silly, silly video. What? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Joe Biden, 2024, chant it with me. Joe, 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 (laughs) Joe.
2: yeah so
1: there are some uh, well it's
2: it's a good it's a good push it's a good uh parody did you see them actually on tim Dillon's show no this is a great clip is going around where they made they made an incredible admission as to really how deep they they think through their so-called politics and that is um and that's shown on tim Dillon where he clipped out a pieces where they said well you know democrats are terrible they don't do anything but uh I'll never stop voting for them and it's "Oh, you shouldn't probably clip that one and also uh, uh Mike's wife in the chat room says I respectfully disagree Frank if you can die for your country you can vote well you shouldn't die for your country either there's no wars there's nothing worth dying for these days for the United States there's nothing worth dying for so we, we have to get out of that mentality as well and um and yeah, I mean, our our founders would be a, a, would be flabbergasted if they heard that we hey. even have a standing army that's that's sitting around in in so-called peacetime with hundreds of billions of dollars being pumped into it to fight invisible enemies and actually create wars. So I, I wouldn't use that as a metric for what we should uh, how we should enable people to go out there and ruin the country by voting with absolutely no uh, understanding of what they're asking for. So I, that's that, that that doesn't wash out with me.
1: I don't know. I'm not necessarily on board with your your voting, your voting idea. But oh,
2: it's uh, it's 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 so it's it's pathetic.
1: You're allowed to have it. <laughs> have
2: it's a to... pathetic situation.
1: <laughs> um, I have um, I have a clip of Tucker Carlson. We'll end with <laughs> just following up on our Monday Epstein talk. And um, here nobody go anywhere, though. Here we go.
0: We know that he was murdered. He was murdered in the special housing unit of federal lockup in Manhattan.
1: How so, do we know he was murdered? Oh well, look into it, dude.
0: We did a whole segment on it on my show. Nobody cared. Um, I'm gonna watch it after. You should. It's um. Un- it's beyond belief, and I'm very skeptical of any kind of conspiracy theory or whatever. Why don't more people go after this though? We know that he was murdered because, well, for one thing, I a friend of mine is one of the people who last talked to him on the phone the day he was killed and he had a expectation of a bail hearing in two days. He thought he was getting out. He was not despondent at all. I talked to his lawyer, told me the same thing. They moved someone out of his cell. They put two people, one of whom was not even a full-time prison guard, on duty. None of the cameras trained on the cell worked. They were all out of it that night. <laughs> they locked the front of the special housing unit that had eight cells in it, But then they opened all the cells inside. So who was it? So I asked a really simple question, the Bureau of Prisons. Who were the other? So there are eight cells, 16 minus his cell, because he was alone. So that means there are 14 other inmates there that night. What are their names? Where'd they go? Some of them are transferred out right after. Who were these people? Can't tell you that. Really? You can't tell me that. On the basis of what? Because some inmate at a federal prison's privacy concerns like Trump telling, what are you even talking about? Meanwhile, the attorney general of the United States under Trump, Bill Barr issues a statement being like, no, we know it's totally Bill Barr lied. There's no question that Bill Barr. clearly suspected Epstein was murdered, but stopped the investigation into. It. I went and read Bill Barr's book in which he explains all this. And it's like complete bullshit and transparent bullshit. Damn it. So I have no idea why the attorney general of the United States would be lying about this, but there's literally no question that he did. I know him. So we, Bill Barr's super nice guy. We reach out to Bill Barr like, hey, why don't you come on and explain why you lied about Jeffrey Epstein's death?
1: Uh, no. Mm. Why is Tucker Carlson not on Fox anymore? I'm just curious. I, I, oh, you've got a clip here. What is this? Oh, okay. Back to the Sisson people.
0: Yeah. Listen to this. To be honest, like, it's it's actually really hard in this space, right? Like, we have, like, 40- 45- Can
1: I just say, real quick, he said essentially. This is a word, a filler word, that people use to make themselves sound very smart, and you, it's a useful word when it's used properly, but when it's used as a filler word and many times in a conversation, you know the person is either, they're just, I hate people that use that word too much. It drives me insane.
0: Five seconds to record a video keep right. people's attention. And a lot of the people on our side, like if they start hearing, like I've actually done it before. I've I've criticized, like a Democrats, like specifically Hakeem Jeffries, and it it all just went south. Like I started losing followers. Like it's bad, right? And I really want to be that person that like reaches the other side because Democrats, I mean, they're horrible at their jobs, right? They do a lot of sh- shitty things. Although it, I'll vote for them all the time, um, but it, it's also hard in the space to criticize. That's a good. Them. Can we clip yeah. that quote? They're horrible please please at their jobs and do God, shitty please God, things. God, God, don't, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't clip for that. Them. Please. No. Oh, no. No. Damn no. Damn no please.
2: See so, there you go. I mean, it's just uh, please don't clip that. Hey, well, Sam Harris said it far worse than they did. He said you could you could have found a pile of dead children in Joe Biden's garage or in Hunter's garage, and I still would have voted for Joe Biden because Trump would have been worse. I mean, they, they, how many times they got to tell you just how deeply they think about this stuff? It is all religious fanaticism. So it, uh, to, 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 at this point, to roll out these 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds to go and try to whip up some enthusiasm for a a tired old idea of communism, which is not even a be-all end-all. They're trying to whip up enthusiasm for, for ideas that have already killed hundreds of millions of people in the last 100 years. And it's of course, there's going to be no substance there
1: do you guys know who they get pack money do you know yeah they do do you know who leon lush is no oh he's fantastic he does videos where he just basically calls out the nonsense on social media and stuff he's great he had this this tweet up yesterday. Joe Biden is 80 years old, rapidly declining, likely experiencing early dementia symptoms and is arguably the most stressful job on the planet that requires intense focus, energy, and resilience at minimum. Political affiliation aside, if you want this man to run again, I have to assume your brain smells of cottage cheese and shoe polish. And the comments underneath it. Just everybody knows, everybody knows. Someone said the hilarious part is that even though you're hundred percent right, he's still the most viable candidate oh.
2: most viable hey with, which is funny it's it's an interesting thing to think about because I guess you have to ask the question viable for whom for 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 whose interests um because obviously there are people who are younger. And would be have a little more charisma than than Joe Biden, who is just—I mean, you can go into any nursing home in the country and, and pull three or four people out who are are more interesting than Joe Biden is, and are more physically capable than Joe Biden is. The guy it feels like he, i mean, you remember when Hillary was was going through that—that that, tripped? Oh, she was tripping constantly. She's falling downstairs in India. Yep. She had she had a burly man under each underneath. Trying Each to arm. prop her up. Yeah. For months we're like, what the hell's going on? I that, think was like befo- that was like that three, was three bo- that was three Hillaries ago.
1: And that was before you could get away with not doing any debates, hiding in your basement for the entire campaign. Um, you know. Yeah. So that's it for today, Frank, because I have Emerald Robinson coming up. Have you a have-
2: good time with her.
1: Yeah. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with
2: Frankie Val on the drums and
1: with beans. <laughs>
2: oh, Subdued beans.
1: You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Also, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher. No, on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. Um, Don't forget to check out Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m., QuiteFrankly.tv, or here on Rumble. And also, um, you will hop on over if you want to Kyle Serafin and watch his podcast if he's doing it today I think he is Um, great show we love him check him out and we will be back here on Friday
2: later